Hello, Winternet. This is Ewan Spence and the Insight Calling. More songs? Check. More selections? Check. More Eurovision? Check. Start the engines. Coming up, Finland takes on Sweden, the United Kingdom takes the draw, and Vidbeer goes Varka once more. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Welcome to the early week. The results, the news, and everything that's happening in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest. Myself, Ewan Spence, behind the microphone, behind me, the team ESEinsight.com, behind them, all of you out there listening, reading, watching, subscribing, commenting, sharing all of that stuff it's absolutely wonderful some of you are also supporting us patreon.com slash insight but for everyone else link like love share subscribe you know the usual drill you also know if you've been here a couple of times before the dates may the 11th for the grand final 7th and 9th may for the semi-finals it's in malmo arena you can stay in malmo you can stay in copenhagen you could even take the overnight train down from stockholm every day if you wanted to every night for every day but whatever you do Remember, plans can change. We're still four months out, for, or give or take, from the song contest. It's getting to the point where you're probably happy buying unrefundable tickets, but if you're not, you're still not sure, just watch when you're booking your flights, your travel, your hotels, your Airbnbs, and all of that. And with that, let's find out what's been going on in the last seven days. There are still question marks over Romania in the official entry list. We do have that, but Romania was given an extension uh, to see if broadcaster TVR would still be interested in entering the song contest. That deadline is up at the end of January. Uh, we hear that the uh, broadcaster is having a board meeting on Thursday, the 25th of January, to discuss the cost of entering Eurovision. And it's not just a participation entry fee, it's everything that goes uh, around that. And presumably at that point, it will make the final decision and communicate that to the EBU. Why is that end of January date the deadline the EBU have given them when the contest isn't until May? Well, the end of January is when the semi-final allocation draw. That happens actually next Tuesday. This is where the countries who are going through the semi-finals discover if they're in the top half or the bottom half of semi-final one or the top half or the bottom half of semi-final two. That's important because it dictates uh, who needs to arrive when, uh, when the rehearsal timetable starts. So those of you who are at the top of semi-final one are going to have to be there three days before those who are at the uh, second half of semi-final two. So it's done on a random draw. Also, the big five who automatically get through to the grand final and a host Sweden will be allocated randomly whether their votes will apply to semi-final one or semi-final two. That's coming up next week. Uh, naturally, now we know who, when we know the semi-final split, we'll have some numbers, predictions and all of that to play with. Yes, it's a lot the song, but sometimes there's just some links and form which you can have a play around with as well. Okay, song selection and competitive nationals. First of all, the internal selection. Slovenia had already announced that the artist Riven would be singing for the country. And now we have the song. It's called Veronica with a K. It's a powerful slow burn of a song. There's a huge 
staging potential in here to match the pin sharp voice that you have from Riven. So interested to see how that's going through. We have a music video out just now. Uh, so that gives us a little bit of a flavor, but sometimes the music video doesn't always match up to the visuals you get on stage. On the televised side of national competitive selections, a number of semi-finals uh, taking place last weekend. We'll start in Estonia. Uh, they just have one semi-final uh, of uh, 10 acts, five of whom will go through the grand final. There'll be another five who are automatically granted space in the grand final. Three qualifiers, first of all, came from a split televote jury decision. That's uh, five Munist and Pull-Up and Ollie. Uh, and then you had two coming from the 100% televote second chance round of voting and that's Annette and Vikma. 10 ran. Lithuania semi-final two. Two qualifiers here from the second heat. Uh, winning the jury vote is iced and then picking up a second place with the combined jury and televote is Zalvarinis. Uh, of note here, Andres Perjavis who sung for Lithuania back in 2013, in fact back in Malmo in 2013, had entered this heat uh, picking up minimal jury votes and just a smattering of public votes as well, taking a disappointing eighth place. Eight ran. Semi final two, Melody Grand Prix for Norway. Three more qualifiers here. Uh, we have uh, no surprises, Erica Norwich and Super Rob uh, taking one of the places. You also have one that I'm rapidly falling in love with, by the way, Gauti uh, as other one, and the most competent bit of Americana I've heard and seen all season and it takes a lot of skill to be as competent as you had with Dar Eric Oskvold and Annie Fagermo there three qualifying through six ran <laughs> A little bit shorter in terms of the country news this week, but also note that we've switched over to the weekly schedule, so there's the same amount of news, but we're doing it over two shows. You go where I'm going this one. Start off with Belgium. Uh, singer Musti has spoken to Belgian fans about his song, the songwriting process, the decision to have a multi-voice choir with contributions in the thousands from Eurovision fans online. They're all looking to get in the final studio mix. Obviously, you can't have thousands of Eurovision fans on stage uh, when we get to the Malmo Arena. No specifics yet on the song beyond the chorus lyrics that had to be sung, but nice bit of PR, keeping everything ticking over. The big song reveal is still to come, but getting the community interested and engaged was always going to help build up that community support that then goes up to a slightly wider support and then it gets picked up by mainstream media and then you get to May and hopefully more people recognising you and happy to pick up the phone, smartphone, tablet, whatever, to cast their votes for you. Up in Finland, all seven entries to UMK have now been released. A diverse bunch, as always, uh, from broadcaster YLE. Perhaps none of them are standing out like Karia did last year. But then I remember last year when we had all seven entries, but only in audio form, Tachata didn't hugely stand out. It was a sort of, oh, well, we'll see. But all of them needed to be paired up with the visuals, which we will see. One shot grand final on February the 10th. It's Eurovision song, as uh, everybody likes to do when they have the cliche, what you see in the eyes is just as important as what you hear in the ears. In other fun news, Wiley is going to be broadcasting Sweden's Melody Festival. This isn't a new thing. They've been doing it for many, many years, but it's always nice to see it. Both its online channel will be showing it as a live stream because it's in Saturday Night Peak TV, uh, so it does clash a little bit with the evening programming, but it does get a rebroadcast later on uh, on the main channel 
at quarter past 10 in the evening local time. Germany, nine acts announced for Germany's straightforwardly named Eurovision Song Contest as Deutsche Finale. 50% televote, 50% mix of international juries when we get through to that show. I say we've got nine acts announced. What we have is we have eight acts announced. Um, um, Gallant, Isaac, Leona, Bodie Monet, Max Mutzke, Mary Rhyme, 99 and Rick. Uh, and notably of that, uh, Max Mutzke sang for Germany in 2004. Finished eighth uh, that year, and I think Germany would be very happy with an eighth uh, when they come out of Sweden this year. Yes, but the ninth one, that is coming from a reality-styled show. That's been going on for the last couple of weeks. We should hear that final episode and the final name coming up soon. Ich will zum ESC, I want to go to Eurovision, hosted by Ray Garvey and uh, community favourite Conchito Worst there. All those songs and presumably the ninth one when it comes out as well, available to stream in the usual places. Uh, you've got a bundle of songs to listen to in Portugal. It's that time of year where you just get lots of listening parties. It's wonderful. RTP has released the 20 songs uh, for Festival de Cannes style this year, which is the 60th anniversary edition of FDC as well. Semi-finals take place 24th and the February and 2nd of March. Final goes up on 9th of March. 20 will perform in each semi-final. There'll be five qualifiers from a mixed televote and jury. There'll be a second chance vote for just the public to choose the sixth qualifier from each semi-final. So it will be 12 in total in the grand final. Uh, Ukraine, uh, the public via an app have been voting for the jury of Vidbeer 2024. And now Ukrainian broadcaster has announced who is going to be in the jury. Uh, and I've got to say, there's quite a few familiar names in here. Uh, it's a three-person jury. Andrei Danyiko, who's, of course, the creator of Verka Sadutska and sang for Ukraine in 2007. Yamala, who sung 1994 for Ukraine in 2016, winning the song contest and bringing the contest to Kiev the following year. And Serhii Tashnyets, who's the lead singer of the band Bez Obimzen, uh, who hasn't, as I... I'm aware of song at Eurovision, but there's a good mix there. Notice that they're all basically front of house musicians, performers. So I think that those songs and those performances who are very much artist focused are going to have a little bit of an edge when they get to the jury. And a final one, a bit of fun from the United Kingdom here, from the BBC. Um, as I said, the semi-final allocation draw is happening next week. You're going to be able to watch that on the BBC's streaming service, iPlayer. Now, you can't watch it live. It's on a 24-hour delay. But if you do want to watch it live, YouTube will be unblocked, so you can watch it on YouTube. What I find interesting here is it's, it's obviously last year when Liverpool was hosting, it was natural to put the semi-final draw on television. This year, it's not natural because you're not hosting, but it is going out on iPlayer. And yes, it is going out on, on a 24-hour delay, but that still uses resources. iPlayer is still a resource. It still costs money to do. There's still investment going on, even in these quiet periods of the song contest. The BBC, basically, uh, with Sam Ryder, was on that mission to reinvigorate the song contest. It was hosted in Liverpool last year, looking to carry on that momentum. This is actually, for me, a quite... A nice sign. Right then, a little pop around the internet, some content stuff. Obviously, uh, ESE Insight is here for you. I'm going to be looking at the delights of national final season. Why national selections are important. Not for Eurovision, 
but for everything else. Keep an eye out for that coming up later on in the week on the website. Uh, we might have another couple of interviews coming up too. And next week it is the semi-final allocation draw. So I've no doubt that we will have some articles uh, about the splits for the pots um, or who's in which semi-final and now has the best or worst theoretical on paper chance. And who knows, maybe there will be something else from the semi-final allocation draw as well. Uh, in terms of dates for your diary, Tuesday for the semi-final allocation draw. I'm going. To be, I'm seeing it a lot because it's like that's happening. It's soon. It's soon. Uh, but before that, this Friday, the 26th of January, you have the one-shot national final over in Ireland. Uh, in Ireland's Euro Song as part of the Late Late Show, and the first time Patrick Keelty. The show's new host will be doing his Eurovision duty for the country. Saturday, we have three shows. We have the third semi-final in Lithuania. We have the third semi-final in Norway. And we have the one-shot Luxembourg Song Contest national final there as well. And Tuesday, as well as what I've mentioned already quite a bit, you also have the first semi-final for Spain's Benidorm Fest. Uh, all of these uh, you can watch online. Uh, links uh, to our to all the national broadcasters who will probably have it on their homepage. But if you're looking for a one-stop shop for all the links, Eurovision.tv, the official website, if you look under calendar, then it will list the shows and it will list the link straight into those online streaming services. Um, you Pre-parties, previews, concerts, all of that are happening throughout March and April. Uh, Madrid, Barcelona, London, Amsterdam's Eurovision in concert, Nordic Eurovision party in Stockholm as well. Off note here, London Eurovision tickets are now on sale. Prices start at £66, go all the way up to an interestingly priced £540 uh, for a platinum experience. That show is on the 7th of April details back at their website as well. Uh, what else? Uh, Copenhagen Revision Party, Saturday, May the 4th, in case you get in a week early. That is still there. More interviews coming up to us from behind the curtain. Why national finals are race, semi-final allocation draw, numbers. It's going to be a graph. We'll give you a graph. Yeah? It's like a graph. Come back next week. We'll have lots of them. At least one. Maybe two. Maybe more. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, I've got myself into a graph called Isaac. How do I get out of here? Oh, yes, I tell you, I'm about to play the guitars. But before that, to all our friends out there who we've met, who we still to meet, do stay safe. Do be kind to each other. Keep an eye out for everybody else. I'll cue the guitars and catch you back in the next podcast. ta -ra for now. This week's ESC Insight News podcast was hosted by Ewan Spence, written by Ewan Spence and the team at ESCinsight.com. Find out more at the website, www.ESCinsight.com. Support us, patreon.com slash ESCinsights.